Welcome to the Harry Potter Lexicon Podcast. This is episode number 31. My name is Steve Vanderark. I am the creator and editor-in-chief of the Harry Potter Lexicon website. And I'm Nick Moline, the Lexicon's tech wizard, who makes things work, except I've been too busy to do any of that lately. <laughs> yeah, well, we've just been accumulating a nice to-do list, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so, so usually we start out by saying what's new at the Lexicon, and there's not a lot that's new. Um, I think I would, uh, I would say that the Harry Potter Lexicon Minute podcast is pretty new, although we talked about that a lot last time around. We um, did. But last and, and, time we talked about it, we talked about it before it actually had started playing. Um, and now we've been running it for uh, about a month or so now. So it's uh, it's running pretty well. And, and you've got quite a uh, backlog going all the way up to like July. So Right. See, that's what that was. That was my big fear when we started. I wanted to have like six weeks in the, you know, ready to go to make sure that it was going to actually fly. So at least we'd be able to go for a while. But the editors have uh, really latched onto it, and I know why. It's because it's it's fun and it's relatively easy to do. You kind of put your thoughts down. It's it doesn't have to be the length of a whole essay, and you can kind of just and and I feel the same way. You kind of like wide ranging. Just think about the the the, the all, everything we're fans of with Harry Potter and with the Wizarding World and anything anything that comes to mind, uh, you can talk about for a minute or two. And make it into a, one of these podcasts. And so, yeah, we we are we have from now till I'd have to check. I think I I don't have that that um, schedule up, but yeah, I'm thinking July that we're scheduled that we have scripts and you know the finished scripts and we're recording and yeah, so yeah, that, I'm excited. We only we've had so many that even though I recorded like you know a month and a half ago, we just got mine up this week. <laughs> right. Well, well, okay. To be fair, part of the reason for that was because of what happened, you know, uh, yesterday. Well, technically, it happened today, but yeah. Well, but but okay, right. But I mean, that was why we backed yours up a little bit on purpose. We did. We did back mm-hmm. this one up. I have another so, one though. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, but it's way down the line. And yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, is when I when I first set it up, I wrote about ten scripts and recorded them because I thought at least we'll have those. And we haven't even barely gotten to those yet because so many other editors have you know, written things and recorded things. And I figured, you know, let's get as many people on there besides me as possible. But mm-hmm. but what although, we have gotten to on yours um, is we have the uh, the the chapter ones. So a few of those right. have gone up so far. Um, right. Well, and I've actually there's I've got 11, 12, 12 of those are done. And if you're a patreon um supporter at the three third year level mm-hmm. that's three dollars a month you get access to those already so our our patreon supporters who have who are at that level have already received links to all of those those 12 additional podcasts so but meanwhile we've only had what uh really only one. the first only one's gone up the second right, one's next, coming up soon though right yeah it's like next maybe yeah could be, yeah. And those, those have been so much fun because what I've done, and, and I've, I I started reading Order of the Phoenix over again, which is my favorite of the books. And uh, it's I, I, I'm not reading it electronically. I've got the, the, the novel in front of me, and I sit there and I just read the book. I just I, And it's, it's so funny to say, but it's been a long time since I've just sat there and read through the book. And, you know, partly just because I'm always working on some 
you know, entry in the lexicon, so I'll read a part of it or whatever. But when you actually sit down and read it, I am amazed at how much stuff is in there that I've just sort of forgotten about. Mm -hmm. uh, look, there was, um, what was it? Oh, uh, which chapter? The one where, where Harry and Ron are in the bedroom in Grimold Place. And they're, they're getting ready to leave for Hogwarts. And so Harry is cleaning up the owl pellets from the top of the wardrobe. And he just tosses them to the to the waste paper basket, which gulp, opens up, gulps them, and then burps. And then a little later, it spits out the droppings. And I, you know, I guess I knew that. I must have. I read it way back when, but I had completely yeah, I've, forgotten I've, about that. I didn't think about it. And I remember it now that you mentioned it. But right. yeah. So that's, you know, those are those little things which are part of what make, you know, when you, when you say to people, you know, when we get a little uppity and say, well, you really need to read the books. That's one of those reasons why his rolling really just put, fills the, 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 the story with all this little detail, which they just never had time to, you know, put into the, into the actual films. And so, oh man, it is such a absolute delight to read it. And as I said, in one of those podcasts, it's really tough. That is a hard book to read. Yeah. I mean. I, I think one of them, I forget which which podcast is, but I talk about the fact that I really don't like anybody in the book. Yeah, I, I remember reading that book the first time. Uh, I was in North Carolina at the time, and I just remember I sat up all day long reading it alone and uh, in a very, very quiet day. Cause, and it was, a, yeah, it was a tough book to slog through. Uh and and I think, which is weird because now it's my favorite. But, you know, what, part of what I'm doing in those podcasts is kind of analyzing what makes it such a good book. And so my, yeah. my favorite six, but yeah. But but I think I think if you you know, and I'm just it's a, I'm, I'll I'll be honest, a little tease. If you are you listening to this, and if you're thinking about supporting the the website and the podcasts, and you think about. Um, uh, wanting to go over to Patreon and subscribe, you might want to think about that that uh, third year level and get a hold of some of these because it's there's there's a lot going on there. It's 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 such a fun book to read and and a fun book to write about. It certainly has no lack of things to talk about in book five. Well, so, since well since you mentioned Patreon, why don't we talk about other ways you can support the Lexicon? We'll just skip ahead a little bit, and then we'll come back. Okay, all right. Well, there's there's a Magic Alley, which I do have to talk about Magic Alley because Magic Alley is uh, are great. That's a that's a website web store. It's Diagon Alley online. I always think about it, and basically it is a place that you can go and buy all kinds of uh, Harry Potter memorabilia. They are kind enough to support the the, the lexicon, but also support their they are the supporter for the Harry Potter Lexicon Minute. So I really want to give them a shout out and and really encourage you, if nothing else, if you're going to be looking for, you know, purchasing anything from a wand to a scarf to who knows what, I mean, give them a look, check it out because you, you know, support them and then you um, kind of give a message to them that, uh, that you're, that you appreciate the fact that they're supporting the, the lexicon and everything that we're doing over here. So, um, and then what else? Uh, so, uh, there's Loot Crate, of course. Um, uh -huh. I've got another another box. You know, we we actually skipped an unboxing. I I, I didn't uh, videotape the, my last unboxing because I was right in the middle of a of a play, and I just like I arrived one day and I knew we had to go straight to the theater. I'm like, no, I don't want to wait. I'm just opening it now. So, 
But uh, well, that's yeah. okay as long as you you know tell me what you got and make me jealous again. You know, there was like, the coolest item I think in there. There was there's a couple of really cool items. What, what was, was the theme before you say it was in there? What was the theme? Oh shoot! You put me on the spot now. The theme. Yeah, because you get so many of these wonderful things, you've forgotten. I have nice. for, I have forgotten the theme. I I can't think of it. Okay, tell me what was in it. Let's, I'll tell you what's in it, and then we'll see if we can back figure out what the theme was. <laughs> <laughs> so there was first of all there was a a scarf shaw um, tapestry thing, and it's the Black Family Tree tapestry from movie five. Really. Yeah, as a as a large like scarf. Sure. So you can well, wear it as a scarf. Hang, I would hang it on my wall, but okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to hang mine on the wall. That's for sure. Um, another item in there. Okay, before you before you go any further, does it include all those wonky names from the left hand side? Uh, you know, I didn't look at it in extreme detail. Like I said, I was in a hurry and I haven't looked at it since. Uh, but because um, all those names are just names of production people. Uh, on the left, on the left hand side of the trunk. Oh yeah, I know, yeah. I remember, I was on the set, so I was I looking at this you thing were on over. The set, yeah. Yes, I know. And uh, I, and and I, I was looking at it, trying to verify information that we'd already had about what Rowling had said about that family tree. And then I realized when I got to the left hand side that these these were not Rowling's, you yeah. know, creation because there are names of production people, but also just they were just not of the same type of names that she chooses. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And then uh, there was a book, and it was like it was a lengthy book of about uh, wands, and really? and it had pictures of every wand. Okay, is this was it just reproduction of the text from from Pottermore about all the wand lore stuff? I think a lot. Well, it was done from no, it was character wands. And, oh, okay. And what they did is they had detailed up close photos of every character wand prop uh other than generic ones that they handed to random back background people but you know basically every named character they have their wand oh okay yeah it's i mean there are wands that you i've never even seen because they're in the you know you don't get good looks at indi- uh, at some of the individual characters wands on the oh arm, sure right uh, but uh-huh. it was really cool, and a couple of the pages fold out, right? Like Hagrid's page folds out. It's of like, course, it does. Like I said, because it's, because it's a it's this lengthy, like three page long version of the pink umbrella. Uh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, and uh, and then the other one that uh, comes to mind that folds out, of course, is um, is Lucius's cane thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, this is all movie stuff, right? Right, but, I get that, but it's still um, cool. But I, um, but yeah, I thought it was really cool. And now I think because that was probably such an expensive item to produce, because it was an exclusive book, right? It actually yeah. says Loot Crate Productions on the back. So, wow. uh, so they went through the trouble of publishing a book for one month of this Loot Crate. Um, right. Because of that, there wasn't much anything else in there. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, the well, scarf. Yeah, the scarf, the book, and the pin. So it was kind of a... There weren't a lot of items in that particular month compared to the one that we opened together, uh, if you remember, where we had the you know, the coasters and the right. box and all these various nifty items. This one was a sure. pretty small crate. 
But that said, that book, I mean, I poured through that book. Oh, I read man, between the, I, and the, you know, I granted, they're, they're movie props, but still, I mean, you know, and I've said this a million times, the people who made the films, and I, I know some of them as friends, and I've also been on the set, they are nothing but a whole bunch of Harry Potter fans who are trying to make the absolute coolest, best Harry Potter tribute they possibly can. And even though there are many ways that the, that the props are not, you know, we could have a long discussion about how the props are not are not canon. Especially that cane, as cool as it is. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, we're, we're just talking about some, some really cool fan art, if nothing else. And, yeah, I think it's fantastic. I'm excited about it. That's, that's really cool. And I would love to have a uh, – I don't know if there's a good photo somewhere of the, of the family tree that was on the wall. The, on the wall in the set, it was painted on the wall. It wasn't an actual tapestry. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, know, that's um, really cool. Oh, and I should say, in the book, it was like they had interviews with the prop designers and sure. with the actors and what the actors felt about how they should use the wand and, and with the uh, wand choreographer guy that you always see in some of the... Wow. Uh, yeah, it was like... All, there was some really That's interesting... Some serious effort that, for... Yeah. Well, uh, I, that, just, yeah. that just goes to say, loot crate's worth it. The yeah. Wizarding World, the Harry Potter, I forget, what's the full name? J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World. J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World Loot Crate. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah. So, order um, it. And yeah. if you're going to order it, use the link that's on the information on our support page, which, you know, because you may as well, because it doesn't cost you anymore, and it helps us out. Uh, if you go up on any of the Lexicon pages, you go up to the Lexicon menu, which is the upper left-hand corner. There's a little drop-down. You click on that, click on support, and you can find out how to how to do that and support us at the same time. And there's also the Amazon link on there. So if you're going to buy on Amazon, and who doesn't, then you can go ahead and click on that as your starting off point to go to Amazon. And uh, um, anything that you purchase from there, a tiny bit of that uh, goes back to us. So that's another way to support the Lexicon. So we really appreciate it uh, doing that. Our goal is to keep the Lexicon ad-free. Uh, so far, we haven't broken even, but we are, we're working on it. So... <laughs> Okay, so yeah. back to us doing the lecture, and you got a note yes. here about an essay. Yeah, um, well, and, and it just got added today. I don't know if she's finally hit the button on it, but um, this is by Abby Coop, who's one of our editors, and she had written a commentary on a page, and she sent me a te- uh, uh, an email. She said, I wrote this commentary. Hope I didn't go too far afield, and, uh, you know, it's not too long. So I looked at it, and I started reading it, and I thought, well, this is an essay, and it's a really good one. And then I thought about it, and I thought, you know, we are we would I would love to get more essays. So hers is about the whole the whole phrase, you know, a fear of a name uh, is fear of the thing itself, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she took that, and when she was because she was editing an entry about that particular quote, and so she she with my encouragement, she turned around, and turned that whole nice commentary that she had into an essay. So that it's called "Fear of a Name," and it should be live. If it's not live now, it'll be live later this evening. And uh, but but I just want to use that as a, you know, we can we can say please support us by by going to Patreon or going to Amazon or going to Magic Alley or Loot Crate. But you know we can we can also support us with um, essays. You know if you're if you're interested in writing an essay for our essay collection. Um, we've kind of slowed down the pace since the last book came out, and I'd love to start getting some new essays on there. So if that's something that uh, that you'd like to do, if you've got something in your mind that you think, you know, this would make a pretty good essay, well, 
let, let us know. Let me know. Steve at hp-lexicon.org. And I'll be more than happy to talk with you about it and see what, uh, see what, see what I think. And uh, same goes for artwork. You know, part of what I keep running into is I find really excellent artwork. I usually start with uh, a deviant artist, kind of my, my ground zero for art. And so many of the artists on there, you know, they stopped doing all their artwork 10 years ago. And they haven't really spent a lot of time on DeviantArt, at least not with that username. And so it's kind of hard to find them because, as I'm sure you know, we don't use any artwork without direct permission from the artist. Mm-hmm. So there's artwork that I have found, which is just I'm just dying to include in the lexicon. Some of it just because it's so incredibly good, but others because it's unique. It's maybe an illustration of something where we just don't have artwork for that particular thing. And uh, the the artists are I can't I can't get a hold of them. I'll send them you know notes on on DeviantArt, and uh, I, I just don't get a response. So um, you know if you if you uh, well, if you know any of these really good artists on DeviantArt and, and would like me to consider using their artwork, let me know. I think it'd be, I'd love to get some new artists involved too. We have one uh, one artist on staff who does a fantastic job. That's uh, Hilly Minnie. She does a wonderful job uh, illustrating various things, but I'd love to get a couple more staff artists even who would like to just kind of go through and create artwork for us, you know, entries that don't have any. I love Hilly so. Millie's work. Oh, I know. It's yeah. It's when I the the was it the last essay I wrote, which I need to write more essays. I love writing essays, but the last one I wrote, you know, Robert I was like, yeah, I couldn't find I couldn't find art that works, so I just kind of described it in our Facebook group, and the next thing I know, there's this this thing like it popped right out of my head. It's like, oh, that is exactly what I want. Yeah, um, she's really good when she does illustrations for characters. Um, she will research. Uh, well, who was it? what was the one that I was thinking of? She did, she did. It was a Quidditch. Player. It was a Quidditch stuff, right? Yeah. And she uh, went in and researched sports uniforms of because it was a historical figure, um, uh, and she researched historical sports uniforms of that time to put that character into that kind of a kind of a, a wizard wizard wizardified version of that kind of a uniform. I mean, she she does such a brilliant job. It's just amazing. You can just take a look, and some of the some of the characters that she's illustrated are Agatha Timms is one. It's just absolutely hilarious, just just perfect. You know, you look at it, and go, "Yep, that's Agatha Timms." So, yeah. Anyway, oh, Dirk Cresswell is another one she just did. So, if if somebody wants to uh, send us an essay or send us artwork or send us contacts of an artist, uh, how would they do that? Steve at hp-lexicon.org. Right. Pretty simple. Yeah. Cool. And uh, if you're if you're thinking of writing an essay, if you haven't already written it, you might want to shoot me an email and just kind of pitch it to me just to, you know, um, because we don't use absolutely everything that comes along. We have pretty high standards. So if you, if you are interested, you might want to, you know, send me an email first and talk to me about what, what idea you have. And I can let you know whether that's something that we can use. So. Now, by saying we have high standards, you're not saying that we won't post something that we don't agree with. No, not at all. I'm just saying that yeah. there has to be a a, a level of um, writing skill, shall we say. I'm not talking about you, you need to, you know, writing skill like you have to be able to be a professional writer. I'm not saying that. Right. But on the other hand, I'm not going to take just, you know, something somebody scribbles off 
briefly and you know doesn't put any thought and time into because we put thought and time into everything on the lexicon so all right um anything else in the uh new in the new in the lexicon to talk about or should we talk about the one or two things that's kind of new in the history <laughs> yeah it's been a it's been a big week huge week it has been a huge week i i was starting to make the list and thinking wow that was just like a couple of days ago yeah so i mean i'm thinking the first thing i think if we're going to do it chronologically i think was that gameplay trailer for the uh, harry potter hogwarts mystery game Uh i don't know if you watched it but i did not (laughs) oh well you should if for nothing else i mean it's it's it it has a certain art style which is like okay fine I'm going to like it anyway. But uh, uh, what what really surprised me, very briefly, it's talking about how you can make good friends. And there's a friend called Myrna, and then there's this one. And there's a Gryffindor with red hair named Bill. As in it, Weasley? That's what I thought. It just kind of came by real fast. You know, you got Myrna, you got this, and there's Bill. Red hair, long red hair, and a big smile on his face. I'm thinking, ha-ha, it's got Bill Weasley in it. So... That's that that's that was one thing that when's I that, definitely When's that game going to come out? I want to play. It's in it went into soft beta for a little bit and uh I don't know anybody who actually I mean some people obviously were playing it because there were gameplay videos on YouTube and things like that. I didn't watch them in detail because frankly, I would rather learn, you know, in, in kind of explore it myself. Right. Um I've been in contact with the folks at Jam City uh, and uh, I've asked them, I said, uh, as soon as you've got something you want, you know, reviewed, feel free to let me know, but they haven't done that. So I'd love to just do an interview with the game designers after it comes out. I mentioned they're pretty busy right now, but yeah. so I kind of put that bug in their ear too. So maybe they'll, maybe they'll let me do that. So right, anyway, so, so, so that was like, that, yeah, that was, yeah like, that was like a week ago. That was like right. a whole week ago. And then uh, Pottermore redesigned their site. Just that, just the main page. I think the rest of it's the same. But it well, used to be, it used yeah, to be just a carousel, and you just scroll through left and right. But that's gone, apparently. At least it was when I went there today. I don't know when they did this. Well, they, uh, annou- maybe- they announced it the same time they announced the logo. Okay, that's why I was wondering if it was the same time as the logo, because the new logo is also on there. Um, right. But now the main page is more of a scroll down kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, with a big, typical modern website, big, huge photograph at the top. But then things down below, you can click through into more detailed stuff. And it's a lot more, has a lot more information on the main page. Instead of just seeing, you know, one idea. It's like you can, you get a lot of different things that you can click on and follow through. And <clears throat> So I see why they did it. Because I think they, they didn't have, they weren't using the website, I don't think, to its best advantage. So, um so anyway, I, I still am always a little disappointed that it's no longer focused on, you know, Rowling's input. But now it's a bunch of fan stuff. But even so, it's well done, and um, I think it's a, I I, I like it. It's, you know, I, I visit I visit it every couple of days just to kind of keep up on things. So so yeah, let's see. A... So what about this new logo? Now, do you give it a good look? I think it's wands, from what I can tell. Well, it's okay. So if you read what they uh, they 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 had a whole write up about it, right? Oh, I didn't read. So that. it's so it's actually there's several things here, right? So it's supposed so and and they have different bits of symbolism, right? So the first thing is is actually a book, right? 
So there's a line has an arch in the middle for the spine, and then and then the line continues, right? Oh, right. I didn't even notice that. Okay. Right. So I'm looking at it now. So it's a so it's an open book, and then the pages of the book are, are wands. wands, right? Okay. okay. Now straight up the middle is the wand that connects both series. So straight up the middle is the elder wand. Okay. On the left hand side, these are these are uh, key wands from the Harry Potter franchise. Okay. Um, and then on the right-hand side are key ones from the Fantastic Beast franchise. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Right, and then, and then right down the middle is the Elder one. Sure. Uh, um, and then if you look down at the, where it's the way they wrote Wizarding World, there's a few elements in here as well. The, there's the iconic lightning bolt and the W on the left-hand side. Um, and then several of the, of the letters have beasty things about them like the g has this kind of like claw coming in off of the g um i'm just gonna have to take your word for it since i'm looking at a little tiny version of it where i can i don't even see the lightning bolt but i'm 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 believing you well you can if it, there's a there's a there's a uh here i'll link you to you but there's a uh there's a news article about it where they discuss okay. what everything means okay. um and uh but it's so it's kind of cool but it makes me think about there, there's a couple of things right so they make a big deal about the fact that it's representative of a book right? okay yeah right right i mean like the full first paragraph is about how this is you know we want to pay homage to the fact that this is all about a literary franchise okay but then the ones they show i mean these are the movie props right i mean right. it's yeah it it is. Uh, I mean, the movie props. I mean, the, you know, the Elder... It's not like we have anything in the books that describes the Elder Wand. No, no, that's true. baldest things on it, right? Or that, you know, Voldemort's wand has this claw at the end. Those are those are movie things. Like we were just mm-hmm. talking about, you know, Lucius's wand isn't a cane. But, um, right. but, um, but, you know, in this... Ver- you know, these versions is. So, I mean, they are the... These are the wands from the movies, but, you know, and then, of course, the font of the wiz- world, the phrase Wizarding World under it is, like, the exact font that they use in the Fantastic Beast logo. Right. And stuff like that. So, you're just kind of, they're kind of, they're, they're stretching to try and bridge the Fantastic Beast and the Harry Potter franchises. Right. Or, you know, but, yeah. um, and try to, you know, it's almost like they're trying to say it's all canon. Um which, well, uh, which you know, that's all of Pottermore is not, but you know, right. both both the book series and the and the uh, uh, fa- and Fantastic Beasts scripts are canon. So yeah. Now that said, I do like the logo. I like I the cons. I like the concept of a book in the wands. Right. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I like too. that that whole thing. And yeah, if you look at the bigger version, you can see the lightning. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I'm yeah. looking at it now. Yeah. So, huh. um, so I like it. I it's do nice. too. Yeah, I do too. It's very cool. I, I'm so, not sure okay. what else to say about it, but yeah. Well, that, uh, there's a new logo. Yeah, there's a new logo. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and then the, a day after, you know, that was yesterday. Um, and 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 you know, we had a nice new Harry Potter minute broadcast, you know, published yesterday about. Uh, so a new audiobook dropped today, and uh-huh. it's Quidditch, it's Quidditch through the ages. 
as an audiobook form, which, you know, they did, we, we had a discussion in a previous episode where we were talking about the Fantastic Beasts audiobook, which was great. I enjoyed the Fantastic Beasts audiobook a lot. Um, and in a way, I, I, I like this one almost even better. Um, I haven't listened to the whole thing yet because, you know, it just dropped today. Right. Uh, but, and, you know, um, life. Yeah, life. I, I'm working. Um, but uh, it's... Uh, but what I've listened to is nice. I mean, the um, I don't know much about the uh, actor they have reading it, but um, you know, he puts he puts you know he makes voices, voices and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, when he's like reading the uh, journal of that guy, about that guy who was annoyed at the people inventing Quidditch. Yeah, it's a woman, uh, Gertie Cattle. Uh, or, sorry, the woman. Sorry, uh, but yeah. uh, the she he's reading this thing. You know, he puts on this like cantankerous old voice of like <laughs> well oh, i know there? that even the yeah. intro he reads in dumbledore's voice so that, that yes that's really good yeah um but the i think the really cool thing about it is he's not the only voice on here no they have two other voices right. um and now i haven't got to this part yet but i have heard oh i jumped bits. to it <laughs> <laughs> i've heard bits of it um uh-huh. Yeah. I love I love the Rita Skeeter voice much much better than the one on the film. I love it. It's just so yeah. snarly and and ooh yeah. ooh yeah. So uh, well, you you jump the gun here, but basically it's uh, so they have someone voicing Ginny and someone uh-huh. vo- and someone else voicing Rita, and they just basically do a dramatic reading of all that stuff that Rowling posted on Pottermore in 2014 for the Quidditch World Cup. Right, it's got all the all of the lead up stuff. It's it, all of Ginny Weasel or Ginny Potter's reports are on there. So there's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's, all, that's all a the reports, lot of the, the live commentary from the final match, mm-hmm. and even the um, history of the Quidditch World Cup essay. Uh, although that's the uh, the original guy again, uh, right. the guy who reads the rest of it. So yeah, there's a there's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff to be, you know, essentially added to it. And I just think it's so cool to get, I mean, I remember you and I, we were, we were on Twitter when, when, when Rowling was doing this, right. Or when they were doing it on Rowling's behalf, when they, Rowling wrote everything and then they were like tweeting it. Well, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with it that, that she was doing it herself, but okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure they were scheduled tweets, but I'm pretty uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, That said, I remember the, you know this live because we were like having our own sub commentary. That's while, right. While yeah, it was we going were. on, I don't know if you remember, but we were I like, sure t- do. "It was fun." We were like, "You get her, Jenny, at the end." Yep. <laughs> it was uh, really cool. It was it was like, which is what you know. I mean, in a sense, it's like really, but yeah, we were treating it like it was a real sporting event and cheering, and yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it was so well done when yeah. it happened. It was yeah, it really you was. Know, and and the fact that it was time to happen in real time, yeah, made it. It was such an experience that you know we'd never got, you know, never had anything like that before. I mean, no. I remember, like when it happened. I mean, it it spurred me writing my first essay for the lexicon. I was so you know, right. Well, was, and now now we're we're coming into another World Cup year. I haven't yeah. heard anything about yeah, it. Yeah, it's so. a you know, come I'm on, Pottermore. Let's, let's yeah, do I hope it again. they have something. I, I doubt whether because she's a little busy, but I, I doubt they'll do that much. But I still would like to hear some, you know, something so, about it. See, here's the, here's the thing, though, right? 
you know, Rowling has come out and said that she she considers the story of Cursed Child canon. Right. Right? Yeah. She has said that. Yes. Um, we get, we've had conversations about how much canon and blah, 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 blah. But she yeah. considers at least the story, at least what these characters are going through at these at this period of time, she considers that canon. Correct. So in 2014, you know, taking the timeline... You know, Albus wasn't in Hogwarts, wasn't at Hogwarts yet. Right. Now, in 2018, he's been in Hogwarts for about a year. Um, right? So, well, it'll be two years by the time the thing comes up. So, it'll be the end of his second year, right? Because it's summer. Um, so, with that in mind, you know, if you take the what we know about, you know, this is before he's done crazy time travel but after he's been sorted into slytherin and is uh you know in his super emo phase uh, right right if if harry and jenny take their family back to the world cup again if we were to get the same thing we got in 2014 it would be a very interesting to see the family dynamic told from a third party's perspective like we got in 2014 yeah, that's true. I hadn't even thought about that. I had never really thought about the fact that, huh, I guess to me, Cursed Child is such a separate thing. I'm just, I have not integrated it with with the rest of canon in my mind, I guess, to some extent. Right. Which is, you know. But it wouldn't, but if you take the timeline, I mean, okay, if he's there, is, is Scorpius there? If, you know, our... Albus and Scorpius sneaking away from the rest of their family to go to spend time together instead of instead of watching the match with their families, you know. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, this is at the at the time uh, uh, what's happening in this point. If we think of Cursed Child in the timeline, this could be a very interesting bit of story, and you know, Rita would 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 just be dripping over the stuff about Albus being in in Slytherin. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, it would just be she would be laying it on even more than she did in 2014. So I'm not saying we'll get the same thing we got in 2014. I wish I would love to see it because I can I anticipate it being a very interesting new dynamic. Yeah, interesting though. I, I I'm afraid that you know Rowling is not in the same place. She's not doing the same things that she was doing in 2014. So yeah. True, but at the same time, I mean, why release the Scottish Through the Ages, you know, audiobook now? And this other thing that they posted up with the enhanced reading experience that they posted up today. Right, right, right. Um, which is taking the old text, which they had already put the old text up, back up. They had taken it down for a long time after the redesign, their original redesign. But now that they put it back up, you know, around the same time they announced the the audiobook but today they put it up as an enhanced reading experience which is really cool have you gone and looked at it uh yeah briefly i i, I didn't spend a lot of time with it but i know exactly what you're talking about yeah it so really it, cool. it's kind of neat as, as you scroll down through it it's like you know um it's you know it's the, the text is all the same but they put these lovely illustrations and the illustrations move and every so right? often you'll hear something from the audiobook Right, and, as, just, and that's, just one the piece of text. Of, that's the part of the audiobook of it. So every so often you'll get to this part and it'll be highlighted. And right. 
as soon as your cursor, as you've cursored down to the point that that's the most up, the thing on the screen you're obviously reading, and they've done a pretty good job of. It's not as soon as it shows up on the screen. It's when you're likely to have gotten to that point. Because obviously you're probably reading something above it and you don't want to uh-huh. be distracting. And does a great job then the then the little clip of the audiobook comes in, you know, with and they're picking the most dynamic clips, of course, the ones that sure. have background music and, and cheering and stuff like Sound that. Sound effects, yeah, right. Yeah. And it's uh so it's a really cool way to read this content again. Um, so you know what section of the audiobook that I went to right away? What, what section is that? Was the section about the room games before Quidditch? Or... Oh, I, well, that's at the very beginning, right? So right. I listened to that. Do you know why yeah. I listened to that? Because I can't pronounce a single one of those dang games, the ones from Ireland and Scotland. <laughs> I still can't, but it's fun to listen to somebody else say them. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I know exactly what you <laughs> so mean. So I'm going to have to practice a Crayola, whatever that one is from Scotland, because <laughs> with the big rocks. Come... Hey, have you ever seen the, the, the illustration we have on the lexicon of that game? Uh, it's, no, I don't think it's. I oh, you should check it out. It's just it's it's kind of disgusting because it's got a huge rock with a like a splatted person underneath it. It's 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 a it's beautiful artwork. I had to actually think twice about whether or not I was really going to put that on the lexicon because it's a little bit like whoa, gross. But hey, you know, if she can write about it, we can post about it, right? <laughs> you should check that out. It's really cool. I, I, I can't. I can't I pronounce it. Starts with a C R, and it's the Scottish broom game. But yeah, check out that artwork when you get a chance. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, was there anything else that got put up this week? Something we've mm. been waiting for for a long time. <laughs> yeah, there was a trailer for Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald, which was About released. Bloody time. <laughs> oh, I will tell you, boy, and it was. It is. But you it, know what? It was totally worth the wait. I a, I would say my this is the best my, teaser trailer I've ever watched. I mean, and it's like I, packed with packed with with like nods to the fact that we fans are going to pick the pick it all apart. Yeah, like I mean, it's, like you know that teaser trailer when they first when they finally gave us a teaser trailer for Incredibles two a couple of months ago, and then uh-huh. it was like ten seconds long. And it was right, like, and it was like nothing. And he shot like, in the head. It's like. Why'd you even bother? That's right, the... <laughs> yeah. But in this case, honestly, this teaser trailer, I swear, was designed with, okay, these insane fans are going to, you know, freeze each frame of this. And so what do we want to give them? What information do we want to toss out there for them? I swear that's what they did. Yeah. Because, I, honestly, yeah. it was, I mean, I, I went and posted on the Lexicon with my first watch through. And, of course... I, you know, now I've I've seen a million more things that I never saw that first time through. But yeah, so, so let let let's let's not disappoint them. Then let's go right into it. Let's let's pick it apart. Okay, yeah, that, well, this is our our first main topic of today of, of today's episode. That's true, is, and is, and you know, since we're already at thirty nine minutes, it may be our only topic of today's episode. <laughs> so well, okay, kind of, yeah. Start right. with start with. What everybody, I mean, I'm reading these news reports online that are trying to sound really knowledgeable and everything. News about, reports and air quotes. Oh, honestly, I, I read one, I can't remember what it was on, some, some site, and it was full of canon errors. But you can tell that they were trying very, very hard to sound like they had done their research. Like they're saying that, you know, the, the, the person who's walking in. Uh, to, to Hogwarts at the beginning would be Hector Fawley, who is the Minister of Magic. And, uh, no, it's not. It's actually, uh, you know, not him at all. It's it's uh, um, 
Travers, because you know we recognize the actor. So, but but they're 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 just tossing out these names, kind of to show, hey, we looked it up. Hey, we looked it up. Uh, so yeah, no. Then the number one thing, argument discussion. Oh no, people are apparating into Hogwarts. You can't do that. Yeah, okay. and you can't, and they're not. Okay. Well, number one. There, somebody did say, well, you know, maybe that's only true, you know, in Harry's time and that there's a reason now that they've changed it. But no, they're not they're not operating into the Hogwarts grounds. For one thing, point number one, there is no bridge on the Hogwarts grounds. That's a movie thing. OK, so you can make that whatever you want. You don't have to decide that that's Hogwarts grounds or not Hogwarts grounds because it's not in the books. There is no bridge. We've seen Rowling's maps of Hogwarts. There is no bridge. Okay, that's a that's totally a movie invention. And so, the, if they can invent the bridge, they can invent whether that's appar- apparition territory or not. You know, I mean, that's it's completely non-canon anyhow. Right. But even if you are going to assume that, it's not on the Hogwarts grounds. It's like outside of. Yeah, it's way away. I uh-huh. mean, if 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 they if they're trying if the mo- if the Trailer is trying to apply that you can ho- apparate into the Hogwarts grounds. Why the heck would they apparate there? Right, and then walk and then walk yeah. all the way across the bridge, then and, and through and through the castle, and all the way to, you right. know, I mean, exactly. just apparate at the front stick, the front door of the Great Hall. Right. So you can't apparate in 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 the grounds. First of all, the person who said, "Well, maybe they changed it." That's not true. It's been that way for a long time. We do have those notes, right? Um, but yeah, it's it, it's clear to me that the sticking bridge, whatever that point on the bridge, which I mean, it's not even like they operate to one end of the bridge. They operate like a quarter of the way across the bridge, and then walk the rest of the way. Right. It's so, clear to me that's the boundary, right? Yeah, that's, that's what they're what, saying. I mean, because you got to remember, like I said before, the people who make these films are not shooting in the dark. They know perfectly well that you can't operate into the Hogwarts grounds. They are aware of this stuff. And, you know, sometimes we think of them as, well, they just don't know their canon. Yeah, they kind of do. And they yeah. check this stuff. I mean, I know that because, you know, the, the they used to use the lexicon for that. I mean, I know they look this stuff up. I know yeah. they do. And so, you know, and they're going to look at and that and it's and not say, like that detail isn't repeated in every single book. No. And so, I mean, it's not... I, sometimes I swear. Some sometimes people look at it and go, "Okay, what can I find fault with to show how smart I am?" Yeah, and I'm sorry. This that's not that's not something to 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 argue about. Okay, so anyway, so we've solved that one. Oh, good. Solved. <laughs> so <laughs> we've got. Uh, well, let's see. If we if we're looking down from the top, okay, we've got Dumbledore in his office. So, what do you think of Jude Law as Dumbledore? You know, I'm. It, it's definitely growing on me. I'm, I know we've had conversations where you were on board with Jude Law right away, and I was iffy about it. But I, every little bit of of Dumbledore dialogue we've gotten in this trailer, to me, is like, yeah, I can believe that's a young Dumbledore. Yeah, you know? and, and you know, to, to me, when he smiles and his eyes all crinkle up like that, you know what yeah. I don't like though, and this is something which I really, really have a problem with about. Fantastic Beasts. What's with everybody wearing modern clothing? 
You know? Why why aren't they wearing wizarding clothes? That is kind of odd, right? It well, it's it's a it's a choice. They made the decision that they were not going to go with robes and things like this, but I mean, even within Hogwarts, even within when they're not trying to be muggles. Well, I, mean, I totally would have believed it in the first one, right? Cuz you know, the cuz they're walking around. It's in it's in New York. They're walking around um Yeah. Yeah, but see here, you're talking about these people are coming into to the. Apparently, it's supposed to be the uh, it's the um, Defense Against the Dark Arts classroom, although I'm not sure why Dumbledore would be in there. But the the point is that they're wearing. Actually, I, I think if you if you look at the stuff you know carefully in the in the scene as I know you have, it I think it's clearly supposed to be the Transfiguration classroom, even though that's definitely the. Defense Against the Dark Arts classroom from the movies. Um, right. Yeah, I would uh, say. So, yeah. And the reason you can tell it's supposed to be is because all uh, Dumbledore's things are there. Things that eventually end up in his office. Right, right. that is true. That weird funky so, tower thing, you know, yep. is, sitting th- is sitting there on one side. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I guess in my, my point would be, I don't care if they you know, have the same classroom. That doesn't bother me. This is just movie stuff anyway. But design choices. Why are they wearing trench coats and trousers? Why are they, you know, I mean, wearing trousers was a big deal. Why are they, why are they just, I mean, they're not even like muggle clothes with, with robes over them, which is what they kind of tended to do in the, in the films. You know, even in the books, they're not wearing, they don't wear muggle clothes. Well, they do. They wear jeans and stuff underneath their, their, their robes, but they're not wearing like, British school uniforms, and right? For you know, for for Dumbledore to be wearing a, a vest and a tie, and you know, I mean, he, he clearly just took his suit jacket off, and it's just like it looks good. It's not bad. It's just it's unfortunate that that they made the decision to to go with mogul clothes. You know, if you look at the if you look at the the you know Traverse and the people that are with him, whether they're Death Eaters or whatever, I mean, clearly. He's he's. They're all dressed like like muggles. Well, maybe, just... maybe maybe they'll solve this. You know, maybe uh, following the whole battle with you know with Grindelwald in nineteen forty five, uh, the wizarding that'll be the wizarding community will pull itself further away from the muggle community, and maybe at this point in time they're not that separated. No. <laughs> no, read that. Read read Rowling's article about wizard clothing on Pottermore. And no, yeah. it just doesn't. It doesn't make sense that way. Sorry, but now that's I, no. I, I was trying to give him a benefit. Of I know you were. I know you were. <laughs> I just I just shot you right down over the target there. But no, it's right. that's no. Sorry. All right, well, let's 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 talk about these other things here. So the, okay. we see the Deluminator. So we know he's yep. made the Deluminator by 1926 or uh-huh. 1927. So. Can we, are they going to, uh, I mean, I want to believe that since somebody's using a deluminator on the street, and we don't know what, whether it's Paris or London, but I'm guessing London by the fog, and the, but it, it could be anything. Uh, let's, let's hope that that's Dumbledore using that. Let's hope. Because or Dumbledore. Newt. It could be Newt. Yeah, but the point being. I hope it's not just some random aura or something that this is like it's some like everybody's got one of these because that is not that is not the way that should be a unique device. Right. It's it's definitely described in the books as being 
uh, unique. And I mean, uh, Scrimgeour says that it may even be Dumbledore's own invention. Right. Um, well, yeah, it is Dumbledore's invention. The point is that I can imagine in the films that if they wanted to have a magical, cool, magical moment, that they would give somebody one of these to just suck up some some street lamps. But hopefully, they don't do that. No, hopefully it's it's hopefully it's Dumbledore, and hopefully, you know, hopefully he's doing it to set himself a listening device. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the big one for me is the time the the. Well, let's skip over that and let's just talk about that yeah, as we talk about the yeah, rest. Because this is just that. gonna that's gonna eat up all the rest of our time. Theseus, Theseus is uh, Newt's brother. He's the one he's jabbing wands into the ground and creating this wall of fire thing that, that uh, they do together. That's his brother. They have to put up the firewall. Yeah. Is that what it is? Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Got to keep that Some, network safe. Somebody saw that and then 20 year, and then, you know, 20 years later when they're trying to come up with security terms, they said, man, I once saw this great firewall. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> That's, That's the name of it. <laughs> anyway, that's just was um, Lita Lestrange is supposed to be um, uh, is supposed to be his fiance, correct? Right. Yes. Okay. I haven't. I. 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 I'm not exactly sure how this all connects, but if you look very closely at what we're going to talk about uh, after all this, the last thing we're going to talk about, which is the whole family tree of the Lestranges. Um, there's, you know, that's that's clearly going to be a major plot point, I yeah. think. In this I think so, thing. too. Yeah. So. Um, um, I, saw one, I saw one person doing a review of it that one of the things that they liked about uh, Theseus, a little detail, is Theseus, being the war hero, holds his wand like a gun. Oh. Oh, I didn't notice that. And if you look at it, he does. He holds his wand like it's a gun. Uh-huh. Uh so it's just kind of a, a little detail they decided to put in for his characterization. Okay. Well, that's cool since, you know, wizards don't use guns. Right. Uh, but, even... but but maybe, I mean, so being a war hero, I know we're talking about, about World War One. Right. So he's watched, he's seen it. Well, and maybe, you know, in the first movie we're given the indication that wizards were involved in World War One. Correct. Um, and... You've got to assume that at times they might have to fight very close with muggles. Ah, so they conceal their wands in a in a gun sort of thing. Yes, they make their just, wands. All it does is remind me of of uh, uh, was it Kingsley who asks um, uh, Arthur when they're in the, or or headquarters. He talks to him about having wanting to get that report about the fire legs. Yeah, and Arthur says it's firearms. <laughs> so clearly they don't know much about guns, or at least Kingsley doesn't. But Well, at least not then. It's been a no. long time since they've had to participate uh, in a There you war. go, yeah. Okay. So, what about creatures? Uh, so there's some really cool creatures in here. Uh, there's a, what appears to be a fooper. Um, uh, I, I, is it? I, I thought it was just an owl. It doesn't look like it's a little long for an owl. It's like, a little weird looking, looking for an owl, but I, it didn't look like the fooper that uh, is in the first film. Hmm. So I don't know um, if it's a. Not sure if it is either. Uh, there was definitely a kelpie. Um, yeah, yeah, because it's got kelp all over it. <laughs> <laughs> now, huh. did you watch that and think that looks like exactly the way they they in movie four 
indicated the inside of the Great Lake looks like? Um, well, no, but I, I, there's Kelpies in other places than, I mean, there's Kelpie in Loch Ness, obviously, because the Loch Ness Monster is a Kelpie. But a Kelpie is supposed to look like a horse. But, right. Um, but, okay. Well, it kind of did look like a horse, but I'm I talking guess. about where this Kelpie is swimming. Looks like what they had envisioned the... For the, uh, for the lake? For the lake uh, when he's okay. fighting the Grindelows. Okay, seriously, it looks like underwater. It's true. I'm just talking about the, the, the big columns. <laughs> so in that of, sense... The big columns of kelp and all that other stuff. Okay. The, col- the colorization is exactly the same. We're talking from a, from a movie editing perspective. Okay. It looks like it could be the same place. Okay. I think I think, I think think it just looks like it's underwater, but okay. It could. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that one. It could be. Although I'm trying to think... I'm just wondering how much of the film now. Now this is this is a kind of stepping out from that, but it just makes me wonder. Okay, so they're going to go to Hogwarts. They're in New York because we have the escape from from uh, you know the Woolworth Building or whatever. Right so, um, how much time do you think they're actually going to spend at Hogwarts? Well, thank you. Because they're, they're also in London. Because yeah. that, that scene on the on the rooftops with um, Newt and with Dumbledore, that's in London. And then, the we know, of... and then we know they go to Paris. Right. So, Which, I mean, also, that's... by the way, why are people questioning Dumbledore about Newt going to Paris? It just seems... Like, why the heck uh, do they care? Uh, like, because that, maybe because of that prop that was uh, released, which showed that he was not being allowed to travel to Paris. His travel, his travel voucher or request or whatever was under review. But also, considering if it's Travers, Travers is a Death Eater. Or, you know, a pre-Death Eater. Pre-death Travis Eater. would be a supporter of Grindelwald. And so he could be coming and talking to, to try to figure out what happened to... Because, think about it. If Dumbledore is masterminding something to fight against Grindelwald... It makes sense that Grindelwald's followers would try to figure out what Dumbledore is up to. So if right. they if they are connected to the Ministry, if Travers, let's say, is an Auror, then um, because there'd be no reason for him not to be. I mean, you know, he's we now think of him as a as a Death Eater, but that's not him. That's a, a son of I would expect. And so, you know, if he let's say let's say he's an Auror, let's say he's head of the Auror or something like this. So he comes and he's secretly trying to support Grindelwald and he gets wind of the fact that uh, Newt's commander was involved in New York in the capture of his boss and now that his boss has escaped he wants to uh, uh, and he knows maybe he's trying to figure out where his boss went to or he knows that his boss is heading for France and he's trying to head off Dumbledore's plan. That could be it. Yeah. So Anyway, we've got the. Uh, we were talking about creatures. I thought those. I thought it was just an owl at the back there that's kind of looking at at um, Jacob. Is that what you're talking about? Right. Okay. And it could. I mean, it was funny looking owl. So I could be wrong, but that's what I thought. And then there's um, there's, there's a Diracol skeleton, which we saw Diracols in the first one, right? Right. Right. Uh, oh, I didn't but- see that. It's the you know anytime you see that classroom there has to be a skelet, random skeleton hanging from the ceiling. Okay. Uh, there's there's a Derek Hall skeleton up there. Um, really? Yeah. Um, oh. And 
And then there's there this... is. Oh my gosh, she's got big feet hanging down. Yeah. Oh, uh, be darn! It's got lamps on it. Oh crap! Oh, seriously. Okay, uh, it's got lamps and, on it. Um, okay. <laughs> and then there's this moose thing. Yeah, what's the moose thing? Seriously, I have no clue. What the heck is the moose thing? I, I've, seen, to... I've seen people online um, theorizing that it's a snorkack. Um, but no, no, because no, snorkacks are not sense. real. Right. Um, Rowling has kind of made that clear. Yeah, no, I don't, but, yeah, I don't have no idea what this moose thing is. Okay, and I um, know my, I know my, you know, Fantastic Beasts where to find them backwards and forwards, so I, I, yeah. that one's got me stumped, so. Um, speaking of which, have you, have you looked at a copy of the new illustrated version of Fantastic Beasts? Yes, I have. Yeah, I haven't got a copy of it yet, but I want to. Uh, looks cool. Yeah, it uh, is, but, but, uh, okay. What was I just going to say? Oh, uh, we're talking about... about uh, we're talking about creatures. the moose. Right, the moose. <laughs> okay, and then Pickett is there, of course. Pickett's the, Pickett's there, right. but, you know, I would, people would have rioted if Pickett wasn't there. Well, I agree. I agree. And, <laughs> okay, and then, to me, the the cool scene of the Thestral carriage. Yes. You know, that right there. The Thestral carriage is pretty awesome. awesome. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's going to be now, quite a cool scene. Now the question is, and it seems somewhat unclear, was is the Thestrals breaking them out, or were they trying to transport him, and then he got broken out after that point? I think he's in that carriage. I think he's been broken free, and he's flying away in the. Thestral. Oh, I think he's in the carriage. The question is whether he's in the carriage legitimately to be transported. And then from somebody one place hijacks another, the carriage. And then somebody hijacks the carriage. Ooh, that could. Be. I. I think there is, because if, if you look, you see what appears to be him in the back seat of the carriage with two wands aimed straight right. at his head. Yeah, just after that. Yeah, although obviously they're not trying to make this in you know chronological order for us, but right. yeah. No, I but, saw that. So that tells me that when he at least starts being, and it looks like he's in the carriage, you can even see the stuff in the background through sure. the window behind him, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. looks to me like he's being transported. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Well, I know that when that when it comes down, swoops past the the the, the Makusa building and then heads off. There's a couple of uh, people on broomsticks right behind him. Right, but the, yeah. and so that's the question: Are these people on broomsticks the you know guard, the police escort? Right. That's why I read it. Or the, the or escort, or are right. they or the bad guy escort? The bad guys coming to break him out of that sure. of that carriage. Well, I um, guess we won't know that till we see the film. Yeah, is it is it November yet? Uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, so that I think is all the creatures that we saw. I think so. Yeah, that's all the creatures. Okay. Um, so let let's let's circle back and talk about the big one. Here we go. <laughs> the okay, Lestrange so, family tree. So and, you and, have you have Dumbledore in what looks like a uh, subway, staring at a wall with light lit like mind map writing on it so you think that's dumbledore i think so okay um i think it's travers you think it's travers only because he has the same hat but never mind oh okay if it's if it's (laughs) if it's it's, i couldn't tell from if it was the same hat i'll be honest with you i don't care who it is i'm just glad we saw this and you know you know they put this in here on purpose for us to freeze frame 
Yeah. And people have. And mm-hmm. so most of the stuff on the wall is, you know, not decipherable. Correct. But there is this set of five names with little mask face things on yep. it. Mm-hmm. And it's connected like a family tree. Uh-huh. All right. And the top one, you know, there's a top one and then there's... You know, and then it branches in both directions, and then you have two female names, and then under those two female names, you have two other names. One female, one one male. That's right. So, the top name is Corvus Lestrange. Uh-huh. Right? Yep. Then if you go to the left, you have uh, Laura, 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 Lorena, Lorena, comma, um, and on the right, you have, what's it, uh, sorry, I, Clarice when Trimble? I had... Uh, yeah, Tremblay. Clarice um, is the first name. Uh, okay. And then under Lorena Kama, you have Lita Lestrange. That's right. And under Tremblay, you have... Corvus Credence... Lestrange V. Huh? Corvus Cor- Lestrange V, yeah. adopted barebone. Huh? Okay, I'm confused. Corvus Lestrange the fourth, right? The fifth. The fourth is Corvus Lestrange. Okay, Corvus Lestrange is the fourth. And then, so... I'm saying this I'm saying this with all the authority of the Harry Potter wiki behind me, because they did a great <laughs> job, apparently, of, of teasing all this out, because I couldn't read it all. But if you check on the uh, Harry Potter wiki, I'll call them out on this, because that's outstanding. They have the Corvus bloodline figured out all yeah. the way down to... And the, where we're going with all this is that there's two, this Corvus Lestrange the fourth apparently married two women, Lorena Kama right. and Clarice Tremblay. And yeah. L- the Lorena, Lita Lestrange, Lita Lestrange is the is daughter one. of Corvus and Lorena. Uh-huh. And apparently, and, and Credence, Credence is the son of Corvus and, and Clarice Tremblay. And Clarice Tremblay. So, which would mean which would make... Lita Lestrange and Corvus Lestrange the fifth, also known as Credence Barebone, I don't see any... Where does it say that he was Corvus Lestrange the Fifth? I don't, I don't know, that. because that's, I'm just reading it off the wiki page. Well, I don't and you see know, that. I mean, okay, and oh, don't, nobody, nobody oh, start telling me now. you can't read the... You can't trust the wiki, because, yes, you can trust... I mean, as far as... In this particular case, they did some fantastic work teasing this stuff out. Okay? Yeah. They really, yeah. really did. And uh, I'm going to give them credit for it, because they they have... That's what they have down there is the name Corvus Lestrange the Fifth, adopted barebone, and that's creepy. Yeah, no, no, now this I, is, yeah. I, I haven't. I mean, I have not teased this out, so I, I'm just saying what they said there. So, yeah, I see down below they is where they say the Corvus. Up on the top, they don't list him as Corvus the Fifth, but yeah. Okay. No, no. But if you uh, look, if you look real closely, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at at your screen grabs that you put up for us to look. Yeah, at, yeah. No, and that I see it on there. Corvus there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's okay. So, um, so so we're so Credence, of course, was a major part of uh, of the previous movie, right? Is Lita Lita Lestrange's half brother? That's right. Now that's a that's a connection that is very interesting, considering we know that. Uh, um, Newt was previously romantically connected with with Lita Lestrange, That's and right. now 
and now his brother is engaged to uh, Lita Lestrange. Yep. So, I mean, this is uh, I'm trying to figure out. You know, this this detail is it's quite obvious looking at the pictures. It, you know, I'm surprised this is a thing. You know. <laughs> As in what? As in surprise that they let us know and didn't save it for a surprise? I'm surprised that we're getting indication that Credence is related to the Lestranges at all. I mean, that's just just a... Okay, let me clarify. You're surprised that that is the fact, or you're surprised that they're telling us the fact? I'm surprised it is the fact. Oh, okay. And then surprised more that they're telling us in a stinking trailer... Instead, that's see. That's exactly what I mean. Is I think that they, I, I'm positive they chose that. They thought, okay, this will give them something to talk about. By the way, yeah. mooncalves, mooncalves. There are mooncalves. Uh, did yeah. I miss them? Oh. oh yeah, the picture of right before Jacob goes. Yes, we're going to be going on a trip. Look just to his to his his left, our right, and there's a whole bunch of little mooncalves poking their heads up, going. Hey, what's going Are on? you just like watching it again in silence while I, while we're? Talking? I am not. I am not. I just have, <laughs> I'm I'm actually looking to Potter, Pottermore has a screen grab and you can because oh, I'm, okay. I'm still trying to figure out how that stupid moose is. <laughs> okay, not stupid. It's a very nice moose. Sorry, Joe, but you know, <laughs> it's a freaking moose. We're going to be wondering about this moose. Well, it's, They're like all that, like, it's like that know, tentacle thing that, that Newt was walking around with in the last one. This big old tentacle monster. It's like, you can't just do that and then not tell us what it is. <laughs> Seriously. And the funny thing is, that's probably the one detail that the people cutting together the trailer were like... Yeah, there just happens to be a moose. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> Nobody's going to care about this moose. They're, oh. We're going to give them this thing about the family tree. But no, what are we yeah. talking about? We want to no know moose. what the moose is. The moose and the big old weird owl thing behind him, which I'm yeah. looking at that picture too, and it's definitely, the, the wings are too long to be an owl, I think. But anyway. Yeah. So. Um. Okay, so I'm sorry. We were talking about the Lestrange family. Yes. So, yeah. First of all, once again, shout out to the to the wiki. Take a look yeah. at that, and they have they have done a beautiful job of. I don't know how they they must have had a high res something or other and and picked every bit of it out, but fantastic. And uh, so yeah, I, there's just all kinds of names there, lots of stuff. There's there's a, a Rosier on there. There's a Heloise Beaufort, which is interesting. We've not heard that last name before. Um, all the rest are Lestranges except Kama, Lorena Kama, and Tremblay, which are two new last names as well. So that's interesting. So, yeah. Uh, and so those things are going to all, hopefully, if if we know that uh, Credence's half-sister of, or half-brother of, of um, Lita Lestrange, that just is really fascinating. Oh, oh, I know what I wanted to talk about, too. With kind of connected to that. You've got um, up on that rooftop. You've got mm-hmm. uh, the the you've got Credence sitting there, and apparently he's letting this spray of black. I wonder. I mean, my first impression was is he was like releasing his obscurious. He's kind of separating. Like he's, to, like he's learned to control it. Or no, that he's letting it go. It's gone. He's getting rid of it. That's what. You know. That's a thing you can do. <laughs> okay, there's this. There's no rules that we know about this because he's an adult obscurious, which is also not supposed to be. So, 
It's true. You know, there's not, this is not something we have a whole bunch of canon to go on. All we've got is the last film and a bunch of talk. You know, but I mean, our talk, not not rolling. She hasn't gone into more detail. Yeah, she hasn't so, gone into any detail at all. So I mean, yeah, that's, uh, that it seems to me like he's because normally, in in the first movie, when when he would when the, the Obscurious would actually, you wouldn't see him. He would become the Obscurious. Obscur Obscurious, I guess, Obscurial Obscurious. That he would become that. You wouldn't have both of them separate. You know what I mean? And in this case, he's got his hand up like he's releasing it, and it's like separating from him. So I feel like it's being, because remember, there is you can separate an obscurus from its host, if you will, because Newt tried to do that with that girl, that African girl, and ended up with just that obscurus in his case, but no girl, because she died. So it is a separate thing. Right. And the girl that's sitting next to him is, is I think it's that that maledictus, the one that's going to be the snake, we think is going to be the snake girl from the, from the that's from okay, the circus. Okay, so, so this brings something else that might be interesting to, to uh, you know, on this, so we have this family tree. We know that Credence is related to the Lestranges. This is a thing now. Uh -huh. um, so we also know, you know, it also seems quite clear that from what we've seen so far, that Credence is romantically connect romantically connected to the Maledictus girl. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. Romantic? And, I don't know about romantic, but it does look vaguely romantic. I guess it looks. I think people people have been assuming romantic connections. I'm not sure what details they have to do that. But let's mm -hmm. let's just let's just run with it for a second. Okay. So, if Credence is a Lestrange. Uh -huh. um, now, I don't think we know, do we, um, where, of course, our most famous uh, uh, Lestrange, where, how she connects to, up to Lita. We don't know this yet, right? I don't believe uh, so, no. No. We don't know, we don't know how you get from Bellatrix to Lita. Um, no, because we didn't so. know that, we didn't know the name Lita before, right. uh, before the first movie. Right. Yeah, no, um, I, I don't, I don't know of any, you know, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen anything to suggest, you know, that, that connection. Aside from the right. fact, that obviously, the same family. But, right. but we're talking about two different generations here, basically. We are, but they wouldn't be that far apart. No, right? but I mean, but what I'm saying is there, there I mean, should at, be at at most there should be there could be one more generation in between. Well, I would think that that the Lita. And Credence generation, they're you know what what early twenties, right? You know, and and Newt. So if you go to, you give them another twenty years, and they're in their forties, they could be the parents of, of um, you know, they could they could they could be the parents of. Of uh, Rodolphus and Rabastin and you know Bellatrix, and so that could be, that could be their parents, wouldn't you think? Right, that's what I'm saying. So Bellatrix, <laughs> Bellatrix was born in in uh, 1951. Uh -huh. So you know, and we're at 1927. So they're they're really it's not like the, it's not like she could be either she couldn't be their grandchild. She has to be right. you know. 
Right. You your know, child. Right. Child or cousin. Uh-huh. Right? Right. Uh, of that of that level. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, not of Bellatrix, though. Bellatrix, because no. Bellatrix is married in. Bellatrix comes is, was Bellatrix Black, so it would be Rodolphus. Right, right. But the, the point is that Rodolphus's parents could be contemporary of Leda and Credence. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so anyway, that but I guess looping back, that is probably to me the biggest, coolest revelation in the trailer. Right. But in any case, running with it, if we're to believe that uh, that the Maledictus, you know, like we previously talked about, might become Nagini, uh-huh. um, and we and if Credence is romantically connected to it, and Credence is directly or indirectly related to Rodolphus, um, now you know we're now kind of like indicating that. In a way, it's potentially possible that Nagini is an in-law to Bellatrix. Right. Exactly. Yeah, okay, that's getting really weird. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, could be. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So, okay, so um, lots of stuff in this trailer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little bit, and uh, a, lot, a, a lot more stuff in this trailer than we could, than we possibly expected it to be. But we still haven't talked about my favorite thing in the trailer, which is no, we're going somewhere. <laughs> mean, and then yes, no, no, we're going somewhere, as in together. Yeah, are you are yeah. you going somewhere? No, we're going somewhere, and then and then he just goes yes, and and the obvious you know thing of okay, Jacob's back in the Wizarding World. How did that yeah. work out? How did that happen? Yeah. Did he, we don't you know. know. I mean, so, it didn't take long because this no, is less. No. You know, this is not that long after the previous well, I mean, movie. Yeah, you know, it's, Queenie was already you know in the bakery at the end of the last one. So that's true. Okay. Um, but okay, so okay, we got to stop right there. We, we we have to stop right there because we could just go on for the next two hours, and let's just we're gonna have to make that another another uh, another podcast. So we're just gonna have to we're just gonna have to stop right there. Basically, what we're saying is. They came through in spades with this uh, trailer, got us all yeah. excited, gave us lots of things to talk about, lots of new ideas, uh, one big revelation, lots of cool things, and uh, hopefully, you know, some point in the next couple of months we'll have trailer number two, and then we'll have, it'll be, it won't be a teaser trailer, it'll be a longer trailer, and we're just going to be able to go nuts on that one, so... It's amazing how much they could fit into a teaser trailer. I mean, right, and that's why I say, like, when we start talking about it, they knew exactly what they were doing because right. they knew we were going to take each each one of them apart. So, so okay, we we better we better wrap this up because oh my goodness, uh, that's that's going to have to be it for episode thirty one. We've got uh, lots more to talk about as always, but uh, we thanks again to Harry and the Potters for the use of the music for the intro and outro. Um, if you uh, want to go check out the website, I'm assuming that if you're listening to this, you probably already have. But just in case you haven't, uh, check out the Harry Potter Lexicon at www.hp-lexicon.org, which is our uh, website, which is uh, the original encyclopedia of Harry Potter canon. And we have been at it for almost 20 years of cataloging everything that Rowling has put out 
which is a, a canon material about the Wizarding World. And uh, we just keep going because there's more and more and it's so much fun. Um, check out the Harry Potter Lexicon on Facebook. And also you can ch- check us out on Twitter. And I have to say, Nick, anything caught your eye lately? I know, for me, I, I would have to say that there's the, the new Lego set. That Lego uh, set looks amazing. Well, you know, it's it's a Thestral in a carriage, and there's two things. First of all, there should have been six Thestrals, I believe. But second of all, the two minifigs that come with it, one is Grindelwald, the other is none other than the president of Makusa. And she, apparently, uh, is going to, uh, Pickery is going to duel with... Grindelwald on his way out because they've got the two of them and they're both having dueling wands and they have a little magic stuff you can attach to them and things. So looks like, at least according to Lego, that we're going to have a duel. Oh, see, when you put in the notes that you were going to talk about the Lego, I thought you wanted to talk about the castle. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the new new one. The one the that just, came, one. just got just got released. Uh, the information just got released yesterday along with the trailer. Yeah. Uh, it. Well, that one looks cool, too. I like them both. Okay. I, well, I, wish, yeah, I wish I had infinite money to spend on Lego. Um, so that and everything else. Here, and everything else. But I, I, I do love building Lego sets. They're so much I fun. I do, too. Yeah. And the, the castle one's pretty awesome, too. You got anything to toss out there before we say goodbye? I do. So, um, you know, I've got, uh, you know, as you, you might be aware, I, I happen to be a bit of a Disney fan as well. Um, yes, I did know that. Yeah, been to Disneyland with you. Yeah, that was fun. Um, so I've always been—I've long been fascinated, but there was—I've had a hard time finding details about the conversations between Rowling and Disney, because Rowling approached Disney for the film rights first. Um, and it was actually Disney's idea not Rowling's or Warner Brothers, to do a theme park. Disney approached her approached her and Warner Brothers about doing a theme park. Really? Yes. Um, but there's very little details about this just in general. Well, um, one of the YouTube channels that I like to watch is a YouTube channel called Fast Pass Facts. Um, and it's a, it's a Disney, uh, mostly Disneyland, but... Disney in general themed uh, video casts and they kind of like do this uh, animation that's you know kind of like the cut and paste animation style of kind of like South Park I don't like South Park but it's that kind of animation sure. style okay. of, you know you know blocky animation right. gotcha. um, uh, looks like you can make with paper uh, and they just do they cover lots of interesting details about Disney and the episode they put up yesterday is Disney versus Rolling. Um, and they cover these two periods of uh, negotiations between Rolling and Disney. First, about the movie rights and why Disney didn't get them. Uh, and then second, about the theme park and why Disney didn't get them. Uh, and it's a fascinating little video. I don't want, obviously, I don't want to go into detail because that would make our podcast twenty minutes longer. But uh, 
It, it, and it's a short video. It's like nine minutes. So you should definitely give it a watch. I will definitely watch that. You put the link in the show notes. I will put the link in the show notes. It's already in our little outline thing here. Oh yeah, I see it. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's mine. Um, it, guys, give it a check. I I can't. I don't know how accurate their information is, but their information tends to be very accurate. So I don't think they're making this stuff up. Uh, Interesting. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm it's very fascinating. That. Yeah, watch it and then we'll talk about it. Being a <laughs> being a huge Disney fan myself, it's, I, I'm I'm wondering whether if Disney had gotten those rights, how different it would have been. That's well, you know the the uh, little the spoiler thing is. Did you ever get around to watching that movie I told you to watch the um, Saving Mr. Banks? No. Watch it. Uh, okay, but. Uh, um, the the movie Saving Mr. Banks is all about the negotiations between Walt Disney and P.L. Travers for the rights to uh, um, Mary Poppins. Right. Um, and the interesting, like this video, is talking about it. And as they're talking about this conversation with Rowling, I'm I'm drawing the connection in my mind that this conversation was very much like the conversations with P.L. Travers. And then oh. they go out and they outright say it, and it's like, yeah. This is ex- the the stuff that Rowling wanted is exactly the stuff that they had to fight with Travers about. Okay. Uh, right. Yeah, she, Rowling, she was she was insistent on keeping, you know, certain kind of control. Right. And that was what it came down to. It's like Ro- Rowling had a bunch of rules about the movies. One, she did not want it to be an animated film. Um, she wanted it to be filmed with only uh, British actors in the UK, um, and these are things we already know. we know those are true. We've right, heard that sure. before. Yeah, um, and that she wanted veto control over the final script, right? Right. Which is, is something else we know is true. Right. Um, and Disney didn't really want to do that, so they didn't make a very large offer. <laughs> Is basically well, what it comes up. They did offer, but they didn't offer a lot of money. <laughs> their loss, definitely. And then, Warner, and then Warner Brothers did, and mm-hmm. um, the rest is history. And the rest is history. Uh, and then a okay. similar thing happened with a, with the with the park. So watch watch the video. It's really. I'll cool. definitely have to watch that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we better wrap this up. We're pushing past an hour twenty minutes. That's probably going to be one of our longest ever podcasts. But there's just so much to talk about. Don't forget, uh, support the Lexicon if you can. Uh, Just check that link on the Lexicon menu. Um, But that about wraps it up for now. Uh, We will have to have another podcast soon and talk about some more of the cool things that were going on, like with Quidditch of the Ages and so. But that's about it for now. This is Steve Vanderark of the Harry Potter Lexicon. And this is Nick Moline. I thought you were going to say you were the tech wizard. Oh, I was just going to say I'm Nick Moline. Just Nick Moline. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, it's Steve Vanderick from the Harry Potter Lexicon and Nick Moline. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.